Hello, friends. This is Jackie. And this is a bit of an impromptu, unplanned, and unedited episode that addresses the fires that are burning around the world right now. And I started recording this yesterday, but my sensitive self just wasn't in the right headspace. So I thought I'd give it another shot today. And to be honest, I was also a little reluctant to share some of my thoughts, but I kept getting this intuitive nudge to do it. So I'm honoring that, knowing there's always a reason for our gut instincts. So as you know, the place is being affected by fires right now. Of course, Maui, California, all across the United States, parts of Europe, Africa, Asia, Australia, honestly, everywhere. And of course, Canada, which is where I live. And our country is having the worst wildfire year recorded in history right now. But this isn't going to be a journalistic or investigative podcast about the status of these horrific fires or how they started, but rather I wanted to share what's been on my heart. I have friends and family that are directly affected by the fires in Kelowna and other parts of British Columbia. And a few months ago, other family members were evacuated in the Northern Alberta fires. So it's really hitting close to home. And I think about the heightened emotions of fear, uncertainty, grief, and loss that are being felt by thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not more, really across the world. Not knowing whether your home will still be your home or losing your home, losing loved ones, pets, your land, maybe your garden that you loved so much, personal mementos, all the things that were important to you. I, I just can't imagine what that must feel like. And in times like this, we always see the same messages, mostly posted on social media. And you probably know what I'm going to say. It's like I'm sending my thoughts and prayers. And these messages are often and typically posted underneath a devastating scene of an active blazing fire or the aftermath left by the fire in its wake. And I've always wondered, how does this affect those who are in it, like really in it right now, especially since many of them might be relying on social media to get real-time reports of what's happening in their communities. Although Canada is blocked from receiving news on the meta platforms, which is Facebook and Instagram. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, but I do know that many Canadians are relying on social media to gather information from a human perspective rather than from a news outlet perspective. And seeing these same tragic images over and over and over again might be amplifying the already charged emotions and really inescapable trauma many of them are and will be experiencing for probably years to come. And I think about, you know, people who may have loved ones who are on the ground fighting and they have to constantly see these images or people who aren't sure if their homes are still standing. And I'm not suggesting that everyone stop posting the reality of the situation, but 
just be mindful. Be mindful of what you're sharing and who it may be affecting. And I'm going to get into this a little more later with some commentary on a few posts that I've seen that really just had me shake my head. And all of this has had me thinking about the collective energy. And you might be familiar with the term collective energy. If you're not, it is really the the general energy of a group or environment. And I mean, most of you have walked into a room before and you can, you know, the expression, you could hear a pin drop because you just felt like the energy was off. Or maybe you walk into a room, it's like, wow, the energy is really great. That's, you know, collective energy on a smaller scale. But when we kind of bring that out globally, when we're all feeling the same type of energy at the same time, it creates this global collective energy. And I really believe in the power of that. And I think we all felt this energy during the years of, well, let's just say starting in March 2020. I don't have to go into the C word or the P word. You all know what I mean by that, right? The energy again, that same energy, collective energy of fear, grief, loss, and uncertainty. And yet, we also began to feel the flip side of this as humans were really drawn together from a space of compassion and love and this, you know, innate desire to help. And we're seeing that again with the wildfires as people rally in support of those who truly need it. And this is where we can begin to shift some of the heavier collective energy to an energy that feels a little lighter. So I went on a walk yesterday to clear my head and to clear the weight that I was feeling. And for my fellow empaths, you understand what I mean by this weight. And I began reflecting on the concept of collective energy and what could be some alternatives to simply posting that we're sending thoughts and prayers, which really is often just lip service. And listen, I'm not accusing anyone who's posted this of being callous or flippant, but the reality is if we're not like really directly affected, we might post this from a place of somewhat of a, um, almost like an obligation and then literally just go on with our lives. And, and we're almost sort of being trained to do that now, right? I mean, think of how many times we are seeing something tragic happen on the news. We post about our thoughts and prayers, and then we go on with our lives, right? And here's what came up for me when I was on my walk and it started with changing my thoughts because thoughts are incredibly powerful and thoughts contribute to the collective energy. I started to think about some of the happy memories I have of the places that are currently being affected by the fires. And I immediately noticed how it shifted my energy. Like I caught myself smiling and like vividly remembering scenes in my head from 
some of the vacations I took there, some of the experiences I had there. And it did. It shifted my energy from heavy to light. I started thinking about Maui. I've taken several trips to Maui. And some of the flash memories of eating banana bread on the road to Hana or sitting under the banyan tree in Lahaina, listening to the orchestra of birds that would gather in that tree at dawn and at dusk. It's just truly magical. Sometimes a little frightening, to be honest, but absolutely magical. I thought about zip lining in Maui with my son, and that was one of the first trips that I took him on, I believe it was in 2009, that was just sort of mother-daughter, or sorry, mother-son trip. Well, suddenly I have a daughter now. Mother-son trip. And it was truly magical. I, I remember it all. I remember having parrots on our shoulders and his incessant desire and requests for shaved ice and just everything was so amazing about that trip. I've been thinking about Yellowknife, which is an area in the Northwest Territories here in Canada that is being affected by wildfires. And I spent a summer there with family. My aunt and uncle had a cottage on the lake and Yellowknife is known as the land of the midnight sun in the summer where the sun just doesn't set. So it was like this endless summer. So many great memories there. In California, I discovered that I had relatives in California after a family reunion in El Duchesne, Manitoba. I'm a small town girl, right? And within a couple of months, I was on a plane to go visit my California relatives because I had never been to California. At this time, I was probably 25 years old. It's where I discovered my love for chips and guacamole. Really, that love was born there. My first time eating sushi and my cousin is actually a firefighter there. So this really brings it even closer to home. Uh, Kelowna, the Shushwap, Sycamus. Oh my gosh, so many amazing memories that, you know, I can't even recount them all. They are a neighboring province to me and they are being affected the most right now. And oh my gosh, I just, so many laughs on the boats, my first time wake surfing, our girls pontoon day, we celebrated my parents' 50th anniversary party in British Columbia, my aunt and uncle had a beautiful property with grapes and pears and all kinds of fruits. And I remember seeing my youngest nephew picking fruit off the trees and how excited he was about that. And so as I started thinking about all these moments and feeling this enhanced state of energy, I started to wonder, what if we posted the great memories we have of these places and invited others to share theirs too. Could that shift some of the collective energy from heavy to light? Even just a little. So as you're scrolling through social media, instead of just seeing the raging fires, if you could see a glimpse of the 
happy, joyful memories that people have of these places. So many amazing memories were created in all parts of the world, really. But in particular, if we could share the ones that were created in the spaces that are now being affected by the fires, could that shift the energy a little? I know it won't change the magnitude of the fire or the speed and direction of the winds or bring on the much needed rain, but it might bring a sense of joy where there's now so much fear, especially to those who are in it, like really in it, and who may appreciate the tributes to the places they call home. And some of you may be thinking, because I thought it too, could doing this, could posting the happy memories of these places versus the tragic reality, could that be just as triggering? And so I decided to ask a small handful of people I know who have been affected and who have experienced loss due to a fire at some point in their lives. And I just wanted to get their input and their thoughts on it. And all of them shared that the happy memories would be much more welcomed than the alternative. So so those are some of the things that have been on my mind and what I've been thinking about over the last 24 to 48 hours or so. And I've been going through my own albums looking through some of these photos and really it just brings so much joy. And again, if more of us are experiencing joy when thinking about these places, that shifts the collective energy. So I've also seen some posts um, mainly on Facebook because I've been off Instagram for a couple of weeks, which I'll share more on later. It's been quite glorious actually. Some people are asking, like, how can I help? And most local areas will have very clear instructions on how you can help. Um, And I've just made a bit of a list here of some of my own thoughts and things that I've seen also online and heard in the news on how you can help. So as I shared today, be mindful of what you're posting on social media like really be mindful of what you're posting on social media. So if you are posting a video of the fire, okay? And as I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because what regular civilians are capturing, sometimes the news outlets just can't capture that. And it's important for us to see all perspectives. But if you're posting a video of someone's home burning, please do not add music to it. And and I'm telling you, I saw one the other day or just yesterday where someone added Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire to it. Like seriously, I I actually feel my blood boil a little bit thinking about it. Like have some decorum, right? Have some respect. There's no need for adding production value to something that is already dramatic enough. Um, As I said, you can maybe post a photo on social with one of your happy memories of these places. Other ways to help, evacuate when you are ordered to do so. And this comes up over and over again. And 
you know, when it may be hard to leave your home, right? I, I couldn't even imagine, and I understand why some people would not want to leave their home, but it taxes the system when first responders now have to save people who are trapped. So evacuate when you're ordered to do so. Uh, in, in, when I'm thinking of Kelowna and the Okanagan Lake, stay off the lake. There were reports of people getting on their boat so that they can have a front row view to what was happening. And it's just not cool. Like, it's really not cool. Stay off the lake. Have compassion for small businesses right now, especially in the travel industry. So again, I'm thinking of the Okanagan where travel has been banned. All non-essential travel has been banned. And there are people who had vacations planned out there and Airbnbs booked and maybe weddings were going to be happening out there, winery tours, all of it. If you are calling that business immediately demanding for a refund, can you give them a bit of a grace period? You have no idea what these people are going through, whether they've lost their businesses or not, whether they've lost their homes or not, what their staff is dealing with. And oftentimes the response you might get might be a response that is based in pure fear and uncertainty. And so giving these businesses some space would be the most respectful thing to do. Uh, check in with those who are affected. Like check in with those that you know are affected and just say, hey, I'm here for you if you need me. It could be simple as that. I'm here for you if you need me. And you might want to check in with those that may not be directly affected, but have a really special attachment to that space that it holds a lot of meaning for them. And so they might be grieving a memory, like a happy memory. Told you it might get emotional. And just check in with them too. Open your home if you can. If you've got the space and you can open your home, I know that accommodations are desperately needed for both people and pets as well. Avoid travel. Again, the Okanagan travel, non-essential travel is banned. So just respect those rules and regulations. There's a reason for them. And if you can, you can donate money, time, clothing, shelter, just check with your local Red Cross or local evacuation centers. And social media is also a great space for this. Even just posting, hey, I want to help. Is there any way or, or who might need some help? Or can you direct me to an organization that might need some support and help right now? Um, because there are going to be people who are going to be needing a lot of things. Personal possessions have been lost, etc. So just keep checking in on that. And I want to also say one way you can help. And this is just a given, I think, is let's give a huge thank you to the first responders. I really want to wrap this up by really highlighting them, the law enforcement, the paramedics, the firefighters who are literally risking their lives, who have and are working tirelessly to put out the flames. 
and to bring some semblance of normalcy back to the lives of people who call these places home. So thank you to all of you who are there in the heat of it, literally in the heat of it. Stay safe out there, my friends. And thank you for letting me share my thoughts. If you have your own and you want to share them with me, you can reach me by email, hello at JackieDumain.com. Send me a message on social media. And I'm happy to listen if you're in it right now and you just want to connect with someone. Hey, I'll, I'll be here for you. So once again, stay safe and please take care of each other.